Special thank you to Seed and Stone Cidery and Lucky Buzz Meadery for sponsoring the show today. Uh, they help to make this show possible and supply us with the, the occasional beverage when we're out there. They've got 10 uh, taps full of meads and ciders made right there in-house. They've also got all sorts of awesome events going on, including an open mic uh, almost every single Thursday where you can come out and show your musical talent. So all you songwriters out there, uh, stop out and grab a cider or a mead and tell them that the songwriters couch and the Patrick Joen band sent you. Again, Seen and Stolen Cidery right here in Rochester, New York. Go out and visit them and let them know we sent you. Thanks, guys. Welcome to episode number 19. We're past past our 18th birthday, as they say at this point. And what a crop. What a crop. Uh, so, that, huh? <laughs> so, so we'll start out how we normally do here. Don't forget to like, subscribe for anyone watching, uh, listening, etc. Uh, we also have a patron page, so it really helps us out. Even a dollar a month uh, helps keep this thing online and buzzing along. And speaking of buzz, we want to thank our sponsors, Lucky Buzz Meadery and Seed and Stone Cider for sponsoring the show. And of course, we're always looking for, for more sponsors. So if you're interested, you like what you see, here uh, and you want to get your product out for the people that we are going out to or whatever you want to call it yelling at from across the internet hit us up and we'll be happy to have a conversation with you and then secondly our merch is live and out there uh, i'm working on getting it attached to the youtube page but it's not there yet so you can go and usually in every video there's a link to it so you can do that and on today's show and i always forget to ask how to pronounce names. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself to the good people at home. What's your name? My name is Salvatore Lee. There you go. Salvatore Lee. Salvatore Sal for short. People call me Sal. All right. And uh, what like, what do you do? Uh, so I mean, that? what do I do? I mean, I'm, I'm a musician. I, I guess, yeah, I, musically. Guess, I guess if I had to, I don't know, put a label on it, like singer, songwriter, my, all my bios that I've written out for shit. Say, can I curse on here? Mm -hmm, all, mm -hmm. right, all my bios I've written out. Yeah, I, I'll put singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, I call myself that just because so it's like the music I record on my own. It's almost like one man band recording project kind of thing. Like I play all the instruments on it, but I am mainly a guitar player and vocalist. So like when I've been in bands and stuff, I mostly play, I mostly play guitar. That's kind of always been my main instrument, but on my own stuff, I do also play like the bass and bass and keyboards and synths and stuff like everything except for the drums really yeah, on okay. my own stuff. That's but. me. That's kind of me. Well, I don't play keys well. Um, right, right. But, I, but I could play them a little bit. Um, but drums, I could keep a nice rock beat, but I, I never, I never got into the drum thing. I agree. Pretty lost on percussion. It's one, you know, thing that I have a pretty hard time grasping. Yeah. So Sal and I, can I call you Sal? Yeah. Is that cool? So, so Sal and I, we met, we had a show at Photo City Music Hall here in Rochester. City uh, Music together. Hall. Together. Yeah. That's a, that, that place just a few years ago, I was in there for an event that they had. And it was way different. That whole lighting system, the screens that they have in there is is freaking ridiculous. Well, they just they just put put that all up. I mean, like when my boy or our boy Greg started yeah. uh, started promoting there, uh, yeah, they they just kind of souped it up a whole bunch. But yeah, is that the first time you played there at Photo City? It's or first time played? I played there. I mean, I'd been there a bunch of times. Like I'd I'd I'd, I'd go there for shows from time to time. I mean, it was like especially now that like Anthology is closed. It's been kind of one of the main is spots. It closed. Like, Anthology's been closed for a while. I'm pretty sure yeah i know that but yeah. huh. since anthology has been gone it's been kind of one of the main spots for like edm like they have a lot of like dubstep shows and, and shit like that like yeah, I've, I've seen that they do a lot of like raves yeah or, yeah like, a lot weird. of stuff like that yeah so i go there for that a lot i mean i go to all types of shows but they're they're usually the spot in rochester that will have that so like they and I've, I've gone to other kinds of shows there too but but you know i mean i'd, I'd hang out there i've hung out there a bunch of been there a bunch of times that was the first time that i played there though yeah yeah it was a cool spot especially with that that video feed wall or whatever that um, was sick yeah, yeah it's really really fun i was playing around with like getting visualizations on it but we kind of i kind of did it half halfway because mm -hmm. i wasn't sure what it was going to look like especially because they've got they've got it split into those three 
you know, three tiers. Everyone, yeah, yeah. no one has any idea what we're talking about out there, but they have like three different LED screens. Like a big one is a backdrop for the whole thing. And then they've got these like half or quarter size ones that come out that look really cool. So what's that? Oh, yes, that's right. So being that we only know each other from playing kind of one show and then you came out to the open mic that time that I, that I was running. At, uh, I wanna, at Seed and Stone. Yeah, at Seed and Stone. That's right. Uh, I want to get to get to know you a little bit, Sal. So uh, how about we we do our segment, as we have been doing, Two Truths and a Lie. And I'll try and discover a little bit about about Sal here and the, the watchers at home. Listeners? What do you call YouTube people that watch it? Watchers? The watchers. The viewers. Viewers like The you. viewers. There you possible, but yeah, the watchers like sounds you. a little more creepy. <laughs> That's right. Watcher sounds more creepy than than viewers. At home can guess along with us. How about that? All right. So what do you got? So let's hear uh let's hear your your three facts. All right, two truths, two truths and a lie. All right, we'll start off. I ran cross country in high school, all through middle school and high school, and I once participated in I think what I think is a, a might be America's largest high school cross country invitational that's in like Central Park, like hundreds and hundreds of schools all day running around the shit. Hmm. I collect cuckoo clocks. So like you're the old school, like, you know, bird comes out of the shit. Yeah. I got a whole collection of cuckoo clocks, got like seven or eight of them. The last one I got, probably my my most prized cuckoo clock is is this one. It, it comes out, it looks like the little dolls from Mr. Rogers and they kiss and stuff, hmm. right? That one I got at this, they have they have actually a cuckoo clock convention in Cincinnati that I went to one time, right? I got it off this old Swiss guy. He huh. said he used to be like on the ski patrol for one of the big mountains in the this Alps and stuff. He said he'd never seen like a young person be into this stuff. So yeah, yeah you're already um, getting me here. So I don't, I don't know clock. if that it's a crate. It's a, it's an off the wall one, the cuckoo clock, but you have a lot of detail there. So, all right. Could it possibly be alive? I don't know. <laughs> and the third thing I was born in San Francisco. I grew up in New York, but I was born in San Francisco and lived there like the first couple of years of my life. And I ended up moving back to California briefly. I had lived in Santa Cruz, California for six months when I was 19 in a house with like 20 people that like, um, they all went to UCSC. It was like the big party house every weekend. And like, we had graffiti all over the walls. Like it looked like somewhere they'd hang out in like SLC punk or some shit. And I lived in Santa Cruz, California for six months when I was 19. Hmm. This is a, yeah, yeah, this is a tough one. So you got me, you got me thinking now. So, I mean, the cuckoo clock thing sounds like it would be like it, it, it could be something made up, but I think that's that can sometimes be used to throw people off, right? So, I'm trying to, I don't know you well enough to know whether or not your 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 tells yet. So, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the California living in California as the lie. Can we get a drum roll? Can you do a drum roll? So as Allie's, the lie, Ali's going cross country. I mean, I feel like you're just like being generous, like not calling my shit. But no, those are both true. The oh, cuckoo clock one is a lie. So I should have just, <laughs> but but you see, yeah. So so but last the last episode with with uh, Trent, he said a few, and I I ended up getting it wrong because it was like it was the one that was the most normal or whatever that was that was the lie. So. All right. Well, I just kind of wanted to say. So you ran cross country for for a while, for it? all through middle school and high school, yeah. And then what in Central Park? There's a there's a high school cross country in, invitationals that are like the big meets with like lots of schools and stuff. And there's the Manhattan Invitational. I don't know if it, it might. Be, I think it might. I, I remember hearing people say it was the biggest in America, or at least one of the biggest in America. Huh. They have one. I, I I don't know. I think it still goes on. Maybe it doesn't. For all I know, it's but. Yeah, it's a big cross country invitational in Manhattan. Right on. Was it was it like distance running you were doing, or it was? That's cross country. So it's a five k. Oh, five k. All right. I used to run, run a lot. I used to do like five, five well, five k's, ten k's. I used to do marathons and stuff too. Oh, really? I was okay. very. Not I was not five. fast at all, though. I mean, I was I was slow, the slow lumbering, but I finished. Guy, I mean, at if the you end finished twenty six right. miles, like shit, man. <laughs> that's right. That's the way I look, and you get the the medal regardless. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, sure. Of the, the thing, so so you lived out in California. What made you move back here then, if you were out there? I mean, when I was oh, so a you kid, were or when I went back. So you went back. So yeah, I guess when you went back and and ended up back here, what what made you make the move from Cali to here? I mean, it just kind of like didn't really work out. It wasn't the right time in my life to start a new life all the way across the country. It was basically like I was born in California. Like my dad's from there. His whole family is there. So we we spent a lot of time out in California when I was growing up. 
we would like go there pretty much every year to visit his family. And to me, it was always like this mecca. You know, I was like a young art, arty, art, blah, young <laughs> yeah. like artist or whatever. And I was always like, I just got to get to California. That's what I'm yeah. gonna. You know, I'm gonna go to California, start a band, like that whole thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because I, 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 I don't know. Like having been born in san francisco and growing up here like my like my my mom's family is here so like we we ended up here when i was a kid but you know for me growing up i was always like oh if only i had grown up in san San francisco kind of you know that'd be way cooler i gotta get back there so no no instead of la you didn't think maybe new york city a little closer well a little less travel time no because it it was it was in in my mind california was always kind of the mecca and particularly santa cruz so santa cruz Mm. i don't know if you're familiar but it's yeah it's like a it's like one of my dad's best friends, who's like, basically was like an uncle to me growing up. Hmm. He lives in Santa Cruz. And so, well, you know, one of our favorite parts of going there, like we would visit our family, would be great. But usually when we'd, we'd go out and visit his family, we'd spend a couple of days in Santa Cruz and like surf and stuff like that. And I just oh, always do you thought, surf? You know, I'll, I'll, only on the, the only one I'm able to get over to the West Coast, yeah. so not super often. I mean, when I lived there, I did more. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, whenever we'd go over there. I'd not surf. a lot of surfing in the Great so, Lakes. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. Uh, here in Western <laughs> New York, Central New York, you know, not, not too much surfing to be done. But, I, you know, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can get around on a board a little bit and on my right. way around a wave. Right. I can't so. say I'm very great because I don't get to do it much. But, yeah. But yeah, so we would always go to Santa Cruz and I just thought that place was so cool. You know, I was always like, this is where I got to be, you know, like, so I kind of had the, had it as this like Mecca when I was growing up. But. Right on. Yeah. We're going to actually be out and by the time this airs, is that next Monday? Yeah. We'll be a couple of days. We're going to going out to LA really? for the Grammy Awards in, uh, what is it? A week and a half or two weeks, something like that. So it's in LA obviously, but we're staying in Santa Monica, Sweet, a little okay. south Sweet. of South yeah, yeah. of San Francisco. But Allie here has never been to California at all. Really? The West okay. Coast. So Sweet. yeah, she's going to love it. I want to take her up like Highway 1 a little bit or that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go. Have you ever been to the like the Paramount Studio Tours or any of that kind of thing out there? No, I've, I've only been to LA. I've been to LA like a couple of times. The vast majority of time that I've spent in California has been in the Bay Area, East Bay, mm. which is much further, like, you know, either like it's toward like, what, San Francisco. Hours or something. It's like six north. hours north, I was think, or something hours? like that. It's, I mean, it's a big, <clears throat> big, long state. But so, because that's where my dad's family is, is all like in the East Bay kind of area and like in the end or end of the Bay Area. Yeah. So that's where I spent most of the time up there. I have been to LA a couple of times. I dig but, San Francisco though too. I like, I, like, oh, I, love I haven't it. been I love there in so yeah. long, but yeah, so we're going to be there. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe you'll have to come along and you can, we can go sightseeing yeah, would, your old, I would love to, your old stomping grounds. <laughs> but what, what got you into music? Are you, is your family into it? Your parents, your yeah. you siblings or what's the, yeah, a lot, well, a lot of my family is into different like artistic kind of stuff. M- you know, music was never either of my parents like main focus, but it was, so my dad, my dad is like, he's an English professor and he's like, he, so artistically his, his wheelhouse is a little bit more writing. Like he teaches creative writing and he uh, teaches like, he's an English professor at Q Community College and uh, not to dox my dad on here or anything, but, <laughs> but, 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 but he's also, yeah. he's, he's a writer. I mean, he's had some stuff published and he, so he's a creative. In yeah. Some he's a creative. Sure. He, he does. He does also play guitar. I mean, I don't know if he, he, what he's, he's been a songwriter i don't know if he does much anymore but i mean he's he's more of kind of a cowboy chord guitarist but he's he is a good lyricist so he had a he had like a songwriting kind of duo like folk sort of thing <laughs> with a friend of his at one point and he was a part of like a like so he, he he does play music and he always had guitars around the house so like i just started like i i got into guitar but playing but playing his guitars and so my, my dad is like a and you know my mom is like dabbled in different stuff like she's she did like she also my parents are teachers right she's also a teacher and she she used to draw some she was good at i don't know if she really does anymore at one point she's like painted ceramics and stuff like that they used to sing together and stuff so that was like happening around me (laughs) in my family and also like some of my mom's cousins and some of my mom's side of the family have done different work in like hollywood and like they one of my mom's cousins was a co-producer i think on this movie called Freak Talks About Sex in the Late 90s, which had sounds familiar. blanking on their names, but I, th- I, I want to say Josh Gordon and Steve Zahn were the guys' names that are sure. kind of famous now. One of them was in like Daddy Daycare. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last but, person um, about names. But well, my, my, mom's, my mom's cousin, who is one of the people involved in that, they opened a theater. And they have, they have, so I'm, I grew up in Auburn, New York. It's about like hour or so east of here. And they had this, they opened this spot called Auburn Public Theater 
and had had a bunch of different like live music events. So that was that was one of the first places I ever would play. Like when I was, I did the they had an open mic that I would do there when I was like thir- starting when I was like thirteen. Yeah. So like I performed there so when I was a kid and stuff. Is that around when you started writing your own material or? Yeah, yeah, it's still around now. His oh, his microphone. Just talk. What do you, you say? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? So you you grabbed your dad's guitar. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, that was how I got first the guitar. Yeah. But obviously, you had to learn it. So, how did you learn it? Was it just picking it up and kind of playing around with it, or did you take lessons? Or at first, it was just picking it up and playing around with it, and then I took lessons later. So I I had I had done a couple of other things. Like I'd played piano. I took piano lessons for like a little bit when I was a kid. I was always into different like creative stuff. Like I drew a lot as a kid. I, I, I wrote a lot when I was like, even in like elementary school, I wrote and illustrated books and stuff like that. I never finished one, but I got one that was, I think maybe like 90 pages. Nice. And it was like, you know, kind of like a pastiche of like Chronicles of Narnia or something like that. Huh. You know, the kid, the kid finds a portal to a hive fantasy kind of, you know, coded world. And he's got a, a fight the evil sorcerer with a magic sword yeah. or something you know so i was always into into stuff like that um but and but when i started like i was probably about nine when i started picking up my guitars my dad's guitars and fucking with them and i think the first the first song i ever le- sort of taught myself was blowing in the wind by bob dylan when <laughs> i was like maybe nine or ten and yeah. i played it for my parents like how many wrote you know whatever <laughs> so i i but but i i just kind of played by myself for like a few years and got like really into it I, when I was like maybe like 11 or something, I started taking lessons. Huh. So was it, did you ever try and like integrate your, the Chronicles of Narnia storyline into your music? Like joining the. No, I've, know? I've never done i I've never been in a power metal band or done the whole uh, blind guardian. <laughs> the you Led, know, actually, Led Zeppelin. I'm, uh... I'm, you know, like, I mean, Led, Led Zeppelin's the only people who've been able to make that cool. But, yeah, yeah. You know, but actually, so I mean, I'm from Auburn and one of our kind of, I mean, besides historical stuff, it's really known for a lot of, you know, Harriet Tubman lived there and William Seward lived there at one point, but historical stuff, uh, its main sort of pop culture export was the band Manowar. Oh, have yeah. you ever heard of them? They're big in Europe, but have, know, they kind of they kind of do that whole thing. But no, no, I I was I was not as into that kind of stuff by the time I started getting into music. But huh. so what when you first started actually writing? Because obviously, usually when people pick up an instrument or whatever, they start learning. They'll play some cover songs, like usually easy stuff, Bob Dylan stuff, or a Beatles song, or you know, in the '90s anyway, like a Green Day song or something like that. Oh, sure. When, when did you decide, or do you do you remember like when, one of the first songs? you've ever written like what and where that that may have came from well i started writing stuff right away but the first stuff that i wrote was just guitar compositions and stuff like that like before i became really like more of like a full-blown songwriter i like early on i kind of more envisioned myself just playing guitar in a band or something like that then you know like I, i i did early on write a few like actual songs like lyrics and stuff like that but i did start writing stuff pretty much right away like i got really into it like pretty early on but the earliest stuff that I wrote would all just be like guitar compositions that didn't usually have lyrics. Where, do you find yourself being more like feeling like a lead guitar player, like a technical yeah, yeah. guitar I mean, player? I, 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 you know, that whole time I spent, I spent all that whole time like trying to learn to sweet pick and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? I wanted pick. to fucking like shred and all that <laughs> shit. But. Can you do a little sweet picking for us so people know what that what that entails? So I'm definitely more of a rhythm player. And my older brother was more of a lead player. And so he was learning a lot of that stuff too, like learning Van Halen solos by, you know, yeah, by yeah, ear yeah. and stuff like that. And I was never that person that that took on the lead stuff, but I could songwrite. So I mean I um, talked about it was game. complimentary a little bit. I talked know? a big game about myself. It's not gonna sound the best. Yeah, no, that's YouTube, fine. But, but you know, but like, basically explain explain what sweet picking kind of like, is uh, for people that are, you know, not aware of guitar playing techniques. Oh, it's just a guitar style, like where um, you play multiple strings, like you play a single note on each string usually, and um, all usually in one motion, like like something like that even. Right. But in kind of hard rock guitar, they'll do shit like that, you know, like... Yeah, and it's the reason sound that great, and I think but. that the re- the reason it's called sweet picking for those people that so what you're doing is you're kind of you're going sound like shit. up and down in like a as if you're sweep, usually yeah sweeping like, through you know, sounds a little better you know shit like 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not the person to demonstrate it. Um, but <laughs> but it's basically because you're, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's, um, it sounds a little better on electric. Not that I'm the best, like, of that style. Yeah, it's definitely, world, I think lead, lead guitar and acoustic guitars, you hear every single miss. But sometimes if you have a lot of distortion and you can, you can really get your electric going, some of, a lot of those shredders sound better on there than they do sometimes on, on sometimes I mean, having the distortion cranked um, all the way up will bring out like because you got like a little string noise yeah but you could also get like harmonics and things in there that probably you won't, yeah, you won't like, necessarily hear so, so there, there's an art to that too you know what i mean like letting those mistakes happen with electric so then you started writing was your your dad i guess kind of an inspiration in terms of your songwriting or what lyrics and things to the music versus kind of writing as a story yeah i mean it started out more as to the music like i said like the first stuff that i wrote was mostly just kind of instrumental stuff i came up with a lot of different instrumental stuff it was more when i was like i I mean like i said i wrote i wrote some songs earlier some songs with lyrics earlier than that my dad my dad definitely was like an inspiration for uh, for like songwriting you know i mean he he was a good songwriter i don't know if he does it much anymore but he he did he did write some really good songs but it was, it was mostly just the music that I was into, you know, like I wanted, like it, as, 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 well, what time, were, yeah, what were your inspirations? Oh man. I mean, I, you know, like when I was a kid, I started out on all the kind of basic dad rock kind of shit. <laughs> like but, what? You know, What's like Led Zeppelin rock and, you know, okay, like yeah, yeah. shit like that. That was like the Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix and yeah. all that stuff. That was obvious, you know, the basic stuff that you first get into when you're learning guitar and everything. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I listen to stuff from kind of all over the place now, man. I listen to a lot of hip hop. I listen to jazz. I listen to metal. You know, I even yeah. fuck with classical and stuff like that. I'd say right now, I mean, the center of my wheelhouse these days is kind of like moody, artsy, alternative rock kind of stuff. Like I'm a huge fan of like Elliot Smith and stuff like that. And hmm. people like that are like kind of, that's kind of the center of my wheelhouse right now, but I still like draw from all over the place. So, and I, I asked this of every, every songwriter that comes on here, cause I'm really, that's kind of the main focus of this. I, I like to get to, you know, what, what happens during the songwriting process, I guess, cause it, there's a certain like magic to it. And then there's there's a habit as to how songwriters approach writing a song sometimes too. So like for me, you know, waking up early or waking up in the morning, I'm usually fresh then and I'll pick up a guitar and just start playing. And then I'll, I'll usually write during that time. Or, you know, I have a couple of whiskeys or ciders, ciders (laughs) and, you know, and stuff start, I just start playing around with the guitar and then, you know, there's some lyrics that come out or what have you. Do you have like a process or something that you generally do that songs come out of? And is it something that you sit and do, I guess I would say purposefully, like I'm going to write a song or would you say you sit down just chilling and you're like, I'm going to just fool around with my guitar and something comes out. So usually, I mean, like, so I, I don't have like habit about it like in the morning or anything like that. Honestly, the only thing that's really been consistent about my process is that it changes all the time. That, that, so it's, but right right now, it's, I would say like usually the very beginning of a song, like it's kind of halfway between just like the lightning in a bottle and doing it intentionally. Like I have a certain way that I'll try to construct things. And then if I'm lucky enough to construct it in that way and have it turn and you know have it have a lyric built in that i can build off of then it's like mm. that's usually the 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 best stuff it's usually the stuff i'll end up recording stuff like that but most of the time the beginning of a song like the core idea for a song for me will not come while i have a guitar in my hand it'll be while i'm on a walk or somewhere else mm. where i can just kind of pull you know just i'm just working with my head and then when i sit down with a guitar it's like that's when i get into the specifics right mm. So my kind of main process right now, like I said, it's changed so much over the years. Like a, a, when I first started recording my own stuff, it was a little bit more like I would come up with something that was kind of like it was a little bit more like hip hoppy when I first started recording my own stuff. Like I use 808s huh. and shit like that. Yeah. Or now I'm a little bit more in like a traditional alternative rock kind of sound. But I would just kind of come up with something that would be like a loop and then I would just rhyme words to get. To, huh. to, on top of it to get the words my process is pretty different now so like usually like the core idea of, of a song i always start with like i want like the chords and melody but not even not in a like oh, i just play that and then add a melody on top of it i try to get like two two voicings like two notes basically that will like weave around each other to make uh the structure of a chord and chords and melody and if like i'll, I'll take that and just put it with like I, I really only in the last few years I've started actually writing lyrics as just sitting down and like writing them and like yeah. poetry. But 
so I'll usually take those two. I'll take like chords and melody and then take like and, and the way I'll get that right. It's like it's I have like one bass line and one melody line. Like I'll start with a single interval. Usually this kind of like my, my process is like start with a single interval and then kind of go some like take the melody line from it and go somewhere else with that and mm. then have the bass line. So, okay, like it still sounds like mumbo jumbo, but like um, the song I put out recently called Queen City Girl, right? Like the whole thing is based off this like bass line and melody, right? It's like... That's like pretty much the whole thing. And then every, everything else is kind of ornamentation on top of it. But yeah. I'll start with like the interval, right? Like these nights don't sound good together. And then, oh, that melody goes this place. And then, you know, there it, 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 it yeah. all starts with that kind of interval. And then I'll usually, I'll, I'll make musical ideas out of that. And then take um, just lyrics that I write, just sitting down writing them. And then like the, the best stuff, the stuff that I usually end up like recording and thinking is my best stuff is like where I'll come up with that interval and you know, come up with that baseline, like chord and melody kind of combination. And there will be some kind of words in it that makes like a hook. And it's like, okay, there we go. Now I have the concept and I can like build up. Yeah, that it comes, I, I can, or I'm wondering, is that the song you're going to play? Uh, no, probably okay, not. Okay, because I'm, I'm wondering what the melody, maybe you can show me that after, because I don't know the song. I'm wondering what the melody is, because I have something in my head that I feel would be the melody that would come or go along with that. Well, the melody is um, this part. The, or, but I'm saying like a melody uh, vocally, I guess. Well, that's, for, that is the vocal melody. I'm, not, oh, oh, okay, the, the, I'm, I'm just playing like, like the, the vocal melody is the... I see what you're saying. And then the chords are like. So you're writing, you're writing the melody, the vocal melody on the guitar, first. Well, no, no, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't come up with that while I was sitting there with the guitar. I came up with that when I was on a hike, but just like I, the, huh. I came up with like the bass line and melody, like, but like I said, I, I usually I work from two notes, right? So it'll start with an interval like that, and then one of them, like this, this one's the the chord, this one or the bass line, and this one's the melody. So the melody's like. You know, yeah. So I didn't come up with that on a guitar. I, I went gotcha. home and played it on a guitar later, and then I got gotcha. you. So what? What's the name? Is that song out and available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out now. Why don't, yeah. Why don't we? Ones. Why don't we throw that up now? As a matter of fact, why don't you tell the the uh, camera there, the right camera, the red, where people can find your stuff too? Because usually I do that at the beginning. I forgot to do that. Today. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, I I have my artist name. I guess whatever you would call it is called Vagabond Click. I'm just one guy, but I basically just came up with a band name that I liked so much that I just decided to use it anyway, because I'm just releasing this music out of like a studio project pretty much. So myself, you know, it's on all the places everybody is like Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that. My artist name is Vagabond Click, but it's like, it's it's so good. Like people's heads explode when I try to explain <laughs> it to them. I, I kind of hate the fact that I chose this name, but it's Vagabond with an X instead of an O because that was like cool when I was in high school or whatever. It was cool like 10 years ago. Vagabond with an X instead of an O and then click with a Q. So it's like V-A-G-A-B-X-N-D-C-L-I-Q-U-E. And it's it's both words are capitalized, but there's no space. It's way too stylized. It's like, but anyway, yeah, Vagabond Click. That like little melody I was just showing him is part of a song I uh, my pretty much newest song actually called Queen City Girl. It's on a like two song little mini EP called Queen City Girl. It's got two songs on it. It just came out like a month or so ago. But I got that. I got a bunch of other music. It's in you know out now on all streaming platforms. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> and uh, we'll yeah. we'll post no as you know as a matter of fact just for fun we're gonna make you work for. It. I'm not gonna post any links for whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And okay, you're gonna no, have no, 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 don't make them. Oh, okay, no, no, we are gonna, <laughs> we are gonna post the links for. Because <laughs> that does. You ever think so? Maybe what you should do is make a a website with like abbreviate or something, like make it a little easier for you to be like, okay, when you're on stage, you know, just remember. Yeah, vc.com uh, or something you know what i mean you you heard me trying to explain yeah, that name you yeah. want you really want people to try to type that into the search right. bar like nah nah you gotta put the link up there bro <laughs> no i'm definitely gonna put the link i was just that's right like my i, I ended up look, abbreviating the the band name the patrick joan band because because my last name is impossible for people to it's spell like every vowel and in yeah, it right yeah in it, row, it literally right? does in my yeah, my first and last name. But so I ended up for the logo abbreviating it. So I'm hoping that's that's a little easier. But we'll definitely post it. PJB. Yeah. But uh, so then so then you said your process has changed recently. 
Well, it's just changed a lot the whole time. I've, you know what I mean? My my main consistent process has always been like uh, trying different things. I mean, I think I've landed on something that I've like, you know, this is probably for the most part how I'm going to do it. Yeah. But, you know. I've, do, you, I've, do you feel that as time has gone on, the, the songs or the songwriting process has gotten, I guess, easier for you? Or do you feel like the more kind of you you like it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me sometimes i feel like okay. like i know this the, you know what the structure of a song is i've written you know hundreds and hundreds of songs at this point and i feel like i i sit there and now i think i want to uh, the the way i i look at songs is i want people the first time they hear it sometimes to be able to get it immediately right yeah 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 sure and so i look at like great songwriters like the you know the beatles like paul mccartney and and lennon and and bob dylan and even you know green day and and some of those bands sure. that you know write what what would be considered from a, a technical stance i guess simple but they're not simple well, you want to like you want a little kid to be able to hum it back to you, I feel right? Like what but you're going for, but yeah. there's enough complexity in there where if you listen to it over and over and yeah. over and over and over again, you don't you're not like I'm sick of this after the second time right. I hear it, you know? Because uh, some pop music can be like that. But I feel like the the deeper I get into it, the easier it is for me to, I guess, write parts, but then to actually flesh it out where I'm happy with it, I guess, and make it interesting enough or like not not predictable. Mm-hmm. like too predictable sure. or it becomes, you know, tedious and boring to listen to. I, I find myself like getting, like I said, getting more, finding it more difficult <laughs> yeah, okay. to write, even though the songs are almost getting simpler. Like I'm, right. I've been trying to write songs that are maybe three chords for the entire song, but write melodic stuff vocally or with the other instruments that are in the band that take it in directions, yeah, even yeah. though the bass chords are, you know, two to three chords or whatever. And so it becomes almost more challenging, even, even though I could probably write the songs I wrote a few years ago easier now. Does that make sense? So do you find yourself sure. like, like almost like challenging myself to yeah. write it simpler and make it more catchy, but make it for a musician to listen to more complex? Yeah, well, I'll, first of all, I'll say maybe you just got to challenge yourself to write some kind of like prog metal symphony or something, <laughs> just 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 for like the the practice, just for the yeah. kind of like the artistic practice. But no, I mean, I, I the the approach I usually try to take with that is like the have the core idea be very simple, but then if if I want to, I can get complicated on top of that. Yeah. So I always want my core idea to be something relatively basic, like chords, melody, like like I said, like something that a little kid could hum back to you, like a melodies that kind of translate yeah, language and blah blah blah, but. And then you can kind of get complicated on top of that, right? Like I've, I've picked up a lot of things from, you know, other artists that I listen to is like ways you can sort of decorate what you do. You know, you can have a song that's like three chords and a basic melody, but then on top of that, if you want to, you can do, there's, you know, you, you can get complicated on top of that if you want, you know, yeah. you can add a, add a kind of like intricate guitar part on top of that if you want. A, a thing that I've really like tried to, tried to hone in on lately is like um, interludes and, Mm. like it's hard for me to come come up with a good example but especially if you have like like basic chords and a melody something to like switch one like a little melody thrown in there to switch mm. one part to the other like yeah I, I get what you're saying almost like like i i struggle with with pre-choruses writing pre-choruses to things I almost never do it, but there, it almost ends up having it naturally. Like there's a crescendo that ends up happening there, just the way that it it changes. And we're we're definitely getting a little technical with with you know the, sure. the parts of the song. But even bridges, usually bridge is like an afterthought for me right. from writing a bridge to a song. But I've been I've been doing this because I'm learn I'm teaching myself piano. I'm not a great keys player, but I've been learning more and more on, on the keys. And so writing instead of on the guitar, hmm. writing on the piano, and it's completely changed my approach to it. Because right? yeah, yeah. I can't I can't play what I can play on the guitar sure, sure. easily on a keyboard. So I have to kind of like think about the chords a little bit more and I play it very simplistic, one note usually I start yeah, yeah. and then I'll flesh it out into chords. But yeah, I find like, because we had talked on the show a, a few times about like breaking strings yeah, uh, okay. and then not not being able to afford a new pack of strings. And so you're sitting there for a month with a guitar with only, you know, three strings on it and it changes the way you're 
you know, you write because you're still picking up the guitar and, and fucking around with it, you know? You need a um, pack of strings. I can give you a pack of strings if you need. No, no. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, like it, it opens up. Oh, yeah. It opens up some some creativity when you're boxed into like, a, you know, a scenario where, you know, you don't have all the the technique that, that normally you'd have like on a guitar with six strings. Like I've been challenging myself to get on a, you know, on a keyboard and, and write from there. So what, when you write, do you write about personal experiences? Is it something where you're writing concepts or like stories? So I kind of do both, right? I'll write a, yeah. a, a song about, you know, I don't write, I tend to not write love songs, that sort of thing. And I don't know why I don't really write in that way. It's hard I, to make I, the not cliche. Yeah. I feel like it, it's, it, it 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 always feels like that to me. It always feels like it's getting cliche. So even if I write a semi love song, it'll have some sort of dark yeah. turn in it, you know? <clears throat> but then I'll also write, like I've written a song about Willie Carter Sharp, who was a, a lady back in the twenties who kind of started stock car racing. Okay. So I'll write about like stories like that, but it was an ode to her because that song, for those that don't know, uh, I don't even know if it's in distribution anymore. Uh, Willie Carter Sharp in the 1920s was part of what were they called? They were called the Rum Runners, Roanoke Run Rum Runners, and so she was part of this. Yeah, so basically, this this group that used to soup up their cars. They invented stock car racing, right? So they would soup up their cars so they could get away from the cops. Yeah, isn't that why they? Isn't that why they invented that kind of engine or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Well, they would they would soup up the engines, but leave the regu the car like in their stock configation so okay, it looked yeah, like a normal yeah, yeah. car but, but they could like get idea. away from the cops because they had booze in it that they were running for the cops but she was there's only like two pictures of her if you look her up willie carter sharp and <laughs> she showed up she got arrested at one point and showed up to to court she had encrusted diamonds in her teeth so she had like <laughs> one of yeah. the first first yeah. grills back yeah, in the day yeah, yeah. Uh, but i wrote a song about her like a historical thing i have a couple of those kind of songs so I really like writing and I, I used to write poetry and stories and, and I still write quite a bit. What do you, I mean, what's your approach typically? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably some songs that are different, but how do you generally approach like a, a the storyline, I guess, of, of the song? I mean, for, for a really long time, it was just like, like when I first started writing a lot of songs, it was just like, I would come up with a line that sounded cool and then kind of try to just build off of that. But I mean, now that I've developed a little bit more, it's usually, it is usually a little bit more conceptual. Like I'll start with kind of a concept, but not something where I box myself in too much. Right. So it's like, it'll be like, like it'll, you it still will usually start with a couple of lines and then those lines mm. have like a certain concept in it that I'm kind of getting do, at that'll work around. Choose a song of yours. What, what song? It's kind of like a a concept and the meaning, you know, the meaning behind it, I guess. What na- name one of your songs? Uh, so, I mean, a song that have so okay, like my one a song that I put out like this past year, it's called Miscreant Screed that I've been kind of like pushing a little bit. The lyrics, the, the so I, I started writing it when I went back to Auburn and was like, just just like to visit, and I was hanging out. Casey, they, I wrote it about Casey Park basically, mm. and so, so it's, it's an example of like a song that's like, it's kind of about a thing, but it's also about kind of like a broader theme, right? Yeah. So it's about, so I wrote it about Casey Park, which is like the skate park that me and my friends grew up on. But in a broader sense, it's kind of about being like, you know, like, uh, not being, you know, I don't know. It, it sounds corny because every songwriter says like, yo, I write music for the misfits, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, for the yeah. outcasts, bro, yeah. you know, like, yeah. or whatever. But it's like, you know, kind of about like me and my friends growing up, like the lyrics are like, I went down to the skate park and I'm like, man, this place has changed. All these names I don't recognize spray painted on the half pipes. We sat on the ramps and we got high and we scoffed at the real world and how they wore their wasted lives as a badge of honor. We swore we'd never become like them. And I'm still the same as I was then got no money. And I'm hungry tonight. Cause I never left the skate park. <laughs> right. It's about like, so it's, yeah, it's about youth. It's almost like a, it's like a, a metaphor for a bigger, yeah, like the skate park is like is you know life and your ideals yeah, as a kid and like sure. trying to trying to hold like like so it's about me and my friends hanging out you know me and my kind of like dropout ne'er do well you know whatever like uh, druggy friends or whatever you know yeah. like, we were good we were all right we weren't bad, but, <laughs> no, it's like, but like you know it's about me and my kind of friends growing up at the skate park but in a broader sense it's about like trying to hold on to your ideals that you mm. do have in the face of a world that's trying to make you change and all this do all you sort of do you feel like you obfuscate the 
the details? Uh, like even if you're pulling from experience and maybe you're saying, so like as, as a kid, right. Or, or from an experience, you learned kind of this life lesson or you're, you're observing like life, you know, changing over time and you're just admiring the kind of the beauty of it or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're telling it in a story that's, you know, actual things that have happened to you. Do you, cause I, I, found myself doing this too where i'll write and it's too specific about the situation mm -hmm. and i think okay as a listener and i only do this kind of after the main concept of the song is written like i'll 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 blur the details a little bit so that it's sure. more relatable right yeah, so I, yeah, i'm yeah. not going to specify certain things just because then it makes it where if someone's listening to it, they'll be like, oh, I don't, I can't really relate to that. Mm -hmm. And maybe they might tune out. And so I'll make it less, you know, detailed almost. Do you do that like in a purposeful way, do you find? Or is it, is it something where you're not really thinking about the listener too much when you're writing? Really depends on the kind of song. So for a song like Miscreant Screed, it was like, I wanted to, yeah, it was it was it was it was like I I I wanted to broaden it enough to like speak to a universal experience but also be specific enough to like be honest. Like so that song's one example I mean but the the last few songs I've put out were I kind of, where I I kind of took a different approach cuz they were like breakup songs and they're like mm. you know like love kind of breakup songs or whatever. And so with that, I kind of took the opposite approach cuz with that I was trying to be as specific as possible. Just because if you don't like with that kind of song, it's like if you're not hyper specific, then it's just like this is the same exact lyrics as every other yeah. million one of these songs. So it's like the only <laughs> way to make it remotely interesting is to like get a specific universal enough theme. I feel like if, if you do the specificities right, then it's like they'll right. still speak to like, you know, whatever specific thing. Like the name of the person. A lot of well, times. I don't, no, no names. No yeah. names. No names but, but even if I include a name generally in a song. I'll pro I'll usually change it. Oh, sure. Just yeah, because absolutely. Yeah. I almost feel like you have to ask permission if you're going to like. Well, yeah, you're going to, you got to change name. the name. I don't put the and, name. And in Eric Clapton, I'm looking at you, right. yeah, Layla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, all those type of songs. But that's why I ask it because, you know, that's, that's a specific experience like Layla or whatever, or, or, or I don't know. What other songs are written about? Well, yeah, you got to change Actual. A million, yeah. all of them. You like change, half, change the half names. Of them ever, yeah. Roxanne. Mandy. Oh, Mandy. That's that's a funny song, Mandy, Mandy but... by Barry Manilow. So it's a it's a real weird hunt. It's a real weird chord progression. So I know it's a, such a famous song. I don't even know if I've ever actually heard it though. I remember. No, I'm interested because I don't. So, because I know but it's a famous song. But it's it's called Mandy, and the the chorus is Barry, it, Barry uh, Manilow, right? Yeah, Barry, Barry Manilow. Manilow. It's a. Uh, how happy you made me, oh Mandy! You came and you right. No, it's fine. And so Wait, I'm not like a, I'm not like singing it good enough for there to be a copyright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about it. But he wrote that about his dog. Wait, really? But every, okay. yeah, that's about his dog that do, that, that you know they had to put down or whatever or died or whatever because he's like, oh, you know, I ki you kissed me. Was it you kissed me and stopped me from shaking? But he wrote it in a way. That you don't know it's a dog he's talking about, his dog. Yeah. But it's about his friggin' dog. And everybody thinks it's like a love song or Yeah, mo well, or most people. Yeah. A lot of people, like people that know the song generally know it's about his dog. But the way it's written is, yeah. Hardly um, way. But he made it, he made it, like I said, he he obfuscated the, the actual like real meaning behind it, the specifics yeah. so that it would be more relatable. And I'm assuming that they probably did that on purpose. Yeah. And so that that's always interested me. That song in particular was something that I I I think about a lot when I'm writing writing a song because so many people know it. As soon as you start playing that chorus, you know, people know it and they think it's a love song. So we're we're coming out on the this went really fast. Went really? Like, yeah. Okay. So we got like five minutes. But so Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about the song you're going to play. And then do you have shows coming up, albums coming out? What are things that people can kind of look for from you? Yeah. So, well, forward? depending on when this airs, I don't know how long this is going to take to so come this out. This will be next, actually next Monday. Yeah. Okay. So, so by next Monday. You were, re we were real lazy over the Christmas. Going to have already happened. 
we were real lazy over the Christmas and New Year's. So, <laughs> so my next show is on Saturday, the twenty seventh at Geneseo. Or at, it's called Sushi or what the hell Drum Roll Stage and Sushi Pub out in Geneseo. But huh. that will have already happened by the time you see. Yeah, this that's probably, that's so. interesting. That so, what is that? It's like a is it a restaurant or is it? So a... it's it's a live music venue that's also a sushi a sushi bar. Like it's not huh. a concept I've ever even heard of before. It's yeah. very it's, it's new and like a, uh, a friend I'd, of mine. I'd had, eat the hell out of some sushi and while watching it, music. But, well, so come on down next Saturday. I mean, the the the, the viewers watching won't be able to because this will have already happened. But yeah. you can. I mean, I, you, I'll get exclusive access to. The I think show. you're doing something on. You know, you yeah, gotta, I might actually be playing on Saturday. Uh, but yeah. if if you want to bail out on that, I don't know. Come get a <laughs> yeah. Screw my obligations. See me with uh, <laughs> Mo Chester. But so so that will have already happened by the time people see this. Oh, you're yeah, um, you're you're I'm doing also, it with Mo Chester, right? Mo Chester, yep. I, um, I have so, not seen them. I don't think I've seen them live. I, I haven't either. I mean, yeah. I've listened to some of their music because I'm playing with them, but I but I haven't seen them live either. I'm actually pretty excited to watch them. So I'm also in a band called The Shut-Ins with my brother-in-law and some of our friends. We've, we've played mostly covers that, since we've been together, but we've started to write some. We played some stuff that I've released under Vagabond Click, and we've written some songs together. We actually just recorded some stuff together for the first time. So The Shut-Ins have a couple of shows in February. We're playing at Photo City. Oh, nice. On, I believe it is February 8th, Sunday, February 18th. And we're playing at the Bug Jar on Friday, February 16th. And it's funny. So both of those shows, we're actually playing with some, I think, relatively recent guests on this show. Oh, really? Um, the, some of the people, what the hell is their name? Denali? Oh, Denali, yeah. I think Denali. is playing on one of those with us. And oh, LFG. <laughs> Alex Rea and uh, Josh. Yeah, yeah, and Josh Ketchum. Was, Josh right, Ketchum. So, uh, yeah, so, we're, we're playing both of those shows with... Uh, right on. See, we're bringing you all the latest music, music, new music. What do they What do they call it on MTV? They call it like the hot hot new music. Hot, they call it something like smelling fresh or something like that. I don't know. It was something silly. It was something stupid on MTV. What, yeah. ha, what, what is MTV playing right now? What are they doing? They have... They have the Real Housewives Real, or something. Real, yeah. uh, Real Housewives and shit like that. But, but so yeah, those are the shows I got coming up. I got a song. I got a, I got a new song like basically as soon as I figure out album artwork for it that I should be putting out pretty soon under artists, Vagabond Click. I'm going back to the studio again in like a couple of weeks to record what will hopefully be the rest of an album that with Vagabond Click that will like be some of the stuff I've already put out. Just re put onto an album and then and some cool. More so stuff. what are the what are those dates again? February sixteenth and eighteenth. Sixteenth is Bug Jar. Eighteenth is Photo City. City and and Music the photo, Hall the photo in City Rochester, event, New York. Yeah, the Photo City event is uh it's an event we started doing last year. It's actually a charity event we started doing last year. We're calling it Goodness Fest. So our drummer, huh. Lizzie Goodness. That's her last name. That's her last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and cool. like her and her, a bunch of her family's like birthdays are all in February. Her father died of prostate cancer, mm. so we we uh, let's like it's a charity event that we'll do for prostate, right prostate cancer. And in in lieu of that, or in in honor, I guess of that, go out if you're if you're over the age of forty and you have any family history of prostate cancer, oh, colon cancer, all that sort of stuff. And I'll I'll be I'm going to say this on camera here. I'm. I have some family history, and and I had the the honor of having a colonoscopy recently. Well, good. Yeah, you uh, and I'm and I'm only four. Support. I'm only in my forties. So if I can do it, they give you great, great little you know injections or whatever, and you don't you don't realize what's happening as it's happening. But go get yourself checked because early detection is usually life saving. So in in honor of that, yeah, and and lots of cancer has been helped by that so so when is that show again that's the 18th the 18th okay. photo city music hall yeah. come out to that and that's the one with mo chester no 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 my next show that will have already happened my my I that, gotcha. that, that okay. one's a so the one of the mo chester's a solo gig of mine okay like vagabond click except for i'm one guy yeah uh, so it doesn't make sense but um, that will probably have already happened by the time all right so so come out to that show help support or come out to both of them uh, i'm sure there'll be whiskey at both there will be whiskey. There'll be both. whiskey at both. There'll be whiskey. There'll be and beer. cider. There'll be, <laughs> be cider. I don't know about me. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think either of those places, places carry have. seed and stone or uh, no. Lucky Buzz. Yeah, no, uh, products. Unfortunately, but they'll have some sort of cider. Yeah. But they should, you know, Bug Jar, but, hey, Photo City Music Hall, I'm, you know, like a lot of people, you, sometimes you go to a show, you're like, oh, I want a Miller Lite or some shit. It's like, <laughs> I really wish I could sip on some mead right now. That's true. That's true. And, and I always say drink local because- you know, usually they say it about honey, but I pretend like it's alcohol. 
And I say alcohol, if you drink local alcohol, you won't have any allergies anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's and if it's pollen. and if it's, it's local buzz meadery, if you get some mead, it actually is from honey. I know, but Lucky Buzz is their meadery, which is from honey. Lucky Buzz and meadery. So, so if you're a millennial like me and you grew up reading Harry Potter, Elvis Dumbledore, Elvis, Elvis, I mean, you know, it's fallen out of favor a little bit, you know, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> yeah. questionable savings, but you know, like uh, Albus Dumbledore loved his mead, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See? You want to drink like a wizard, See? bro. Come yeah, on, you want to drink like a wizard? You want to be healthy? And if you don't, drink. you hate Dumbledore. <laughs> That's right. If you don't, you hate Dumbledore. Um, so what's the song we're going to hear? All right. So uh, uh, the song I'm going to play is it's one of the, like, it's called Tomorrow's Ashes. It's one of the two songs I put out on my most recent little, like, mini EP called Queen City Girl. It's one of the sappy breakup songs that I was talking about. But all right. yeah, so this song is called Tomorrow's Ashes. It's out now on all streaming platforms. Please, <laughs> please, please go stream it. Yes, go stream it. And before, if you can tilt your, your microphone there, I'm going right, yeah. to address the audience here. If you have not yet, like hit this, the subscribe right? button, hit the like button, shared this or commented. I need you to do that now. We'll we'll wait. No, we'll wait. Riveting content. We'll wait. They, they didn't do it yet. I I could tell. I think they did. I think I they all, tell I think they, they just got a bunch of new subs. I don't know. No, we're gonna wait. Right. Everybody just Tune my guitar. I think let's tune your let's tune your guitar. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're gonna tune your guitar because there's a couple of people that didn't hit it yet. You're gonna listen to them tune. Riveting content. As soon as that subscribe button is done uh, being hit and shared, pretty sure it's tuned. It'll be tuned. Double checks, but in the case. All right. Did you hear the bell? Okay. Yeah, you gotta ring that bell. That's what they say, right? Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. All right. Let's hear some all beautiful right. music, all right? The song's called Tomorrow's Ashes. Saw this pink granite I knew You would pick up And put away with all your seashells And sand from cave God, I still find the feathers you'd wear in your hair Lingered like you glitter on my skin Felt like I'd grown up with your friends Now it's all just a memory Gotcha birthstone on the dresser, aquamarine pendant. And I hope you make it out to Denver, wherever. Hope you're still under the bright lights with your fishnets and thigh highs. Hope nothing takes away your smile It's such a pretty sight I still find the feathers you'd wear In your hair Lingering like you glitter on my skin Felt like I'd grown up with your friends now it's all just a memory So close the blinds Close the blinds Close the blinds
Sorry, I had to move the microphone, but dude, what a guitar line that is. I feel like I was back in, in medieval England, but I had Sid Vicious singing. Well, it is, it is the basic the, like waltz formula. Yeah, it's, it's great. I actually don't even play no, this. Not a lot of people write in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's- That uh, timing you know. is, is interesting. So what made you write that? Uh, breaking up with my ex-girlfriend. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it, it's one of my songs yeah. where it's one of my songs where it's like, you know, like with certain songs, it's like, there's kind of like a more universal kind of like a metaphorical sort of meaning to it. And like, yeah, that's one of the ones where it's just, no, it's just a, a sappy breakup song about a robe about my ex-girlfriend. But uh, <laughs> Well, the guitar part is, is crazy. Show me some, what are the, some of those chords? Do you uh, even... So it's like, it's, can you get up a little, uh, can you get on that? Do you see his guitar in that camera, the right camera? Can I'll play you play it like uh, like a but like a fifties what guitar? Yeah, just go up to his real quick. Just so no, no, just it's fine. Just he'll hold it up. Just switch to. So his it's camera. funny. It's actually essentially the same chord progression as Stairway to Heaven, but it's uh, cause it, so it's like an A minor. It's like a C augmented, and then uh, uh, just regular C. And then it's like a D, um, D slash F sharp. Uh. And then, uh, then just F and then this kind of weird, like, um, yeah, I wrote this song without like particular chord yeah. progression in mind. No, so I, I guess this, I, this, I, this I would, couldn't this would, tell you. This would technically be an E minor, but an E minor with a G sharp in the bass. It's such an interesting. I didn't consciously copy it, but it is essentially the same chord progression. Well, that's it's it's heaven, but. yeah. I mean, that's just a natural progression. Even no, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I'm not like, at least, like they ripped it off. As, you know, I mean, they ripped it, everything off. Of it. I really, like, I really dig that. Actually, well, thank you. can you play the progression just one more time for me? I just want to. Like, uh, I really want to see it. That's the main chord version, and then the other, the B part is like it's a uh, D minor. Um, uh, D minor with a major seventh. So you call me out for not knowing what chords yeah, are my fine. own song. I don't. I then, couldn't uh, tell you what it is anyway. Uh, D minor. Then just regular D minor seventh. Um, G. Uh, uh, C. C seventh. Uh, oh no, C. C major seventh. C seventh. Dominant seventh. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to F major seventh. It's just it's super interesting that you you would write something in that one in that waltz tempo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that that chord progression too. Well, what it was, I got. I dig um, your stuff because I, I I I don't think you you knew this, but I was listening to you. I was backstage at at Photo City, and okay. there's like a little green room there, and we were all. It's the first uh, show I've ever played with like a real green green room, actually, which yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it nice pretty to cool to go that. back there. There's like a mini fridge or something, <laughs> you're giving me a beer and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no one thinks to check the mini fridge. There's always beer and alcohol. Wait, did you not stuff. bring that beer? No, no, it was just in the mini It was fridge. just there. It's oh, in the shit, green room, man. That beer. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no, see, before we went, I asked them um, for a, to leave a bowl of M&Ms, but like take out all the green yeah, M&Ms. They have you know to what I'm do saying? that. Like, yeah. just, I just wanted to make sure they read the right. You know what I'm saying? I found a couple green M&Ms in there. I was not too happy. Yeah, that. I know. Every M&M, though, was just... It was just you know what David Lee Viagra that to... was coated in a candy coating. So you know David Lee Roth actually used to do that. Yeah, I know. Put but, on the writer, right? But it's it's so that you make sure that they're. It's so yeah, because he was like hanging from the ceiling. Like, but you know what's funny though? So there was an actual there was an issue. I know uh, there, there was an issue here in Rochester because someone ended up canceling a show and there was like a big to do about it because they canceled it. But the reason they canceled it is because it was a bigger artist, and I'm not going to talk about it because I think there was a big to do about it here locally talk about it but, but they had a writer that said this needs to be provided like the sound system etc cetera, etc cetera. and the venue didn't bother reading it they're just like oh here's a money grab we can yeah, they're popular let's get them in they didn't read anything about it like why would we why would we come right. and play that like that's sorry why you, that's why you got to tell them to leave a bowl of m&ms and take that's, that's right so you know you it's those little details because right. then if if that isn't there you know the whole rest of the night's gonna yeah, the be on your own are gonna set you on fire yep, like james yep. Setfield, and probably. what i've learned from playing live shows and i know this is the songwriter's couch but i'll, I'll give a little of advice to to people that perform live have backups of your backups 
bring everything, assuming that the venue is going to not have anything. Sure. I, yeah, always, yeah. I always bring microphones. I bring XLR cables. I bring cables. I bring an amp. I bring enough where if I needed to, I could perform live. Yeah. Just with what okay. I've got. That's solid piece of advice. I'll yeah. Tell you. Yeah. Because. Can't some, count on these guys. I've, I've showed up at shows and had to play, uh, had to duct tape a microphone to a coat hanger. Or not a coat hanger. That's a, a pretty punk rock. Coat rack. I don't know. That's pretty um, sick. And so, yeah. It's pretty punk rock. So, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. One more and, time. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Cut down. Yeah. So, anyway, people can find me on, you know, all of the DSPs, all the typical places. Spotify is really where I kind of want to uh, drive people. But, um, you know, again, Vagabond Click, spelled really weirdly. Vagabond Click with an X instead of an O and click with a Q on all the things. I'm on Instagram as Sal Pacino one two three like the act Sal like Al, Al Pacino like, like the actor but it's Al Pacino. That's you a know. good one. It's you know it's it's not bad. It's huh? Memorable. Um, and I'm also on TikTok as Vagabond Click, same name as my uh, my artist name. Um, mm-hmm. The shut-ins you can find playing around Rochester, and we should have some stuff out on the internets relatively soon yep. too because we just started recording and stuff. send me the links to if there's event pages or whatever yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll post all that in the, the comments thank you everyone for listening for real we really appreciate it i mean I, I do this kind of just for fun but but also for everyone that's listening and finds it interesting and if there's something you want to see more of if there's people you want to see on here you want to see certain songwriters etc rick beato i'm calling you out i know you're a you're a rochester yeah, rick Beato's coming on bro. yeah i know he's Wait, a, is he he's, a rochester guy yeah he's a rochester guy does he live a, here or is he just Fair, from here fairport yeah really so i had rick, no idea rick beato yo rick beato come on bro let's come get on it Let, let's get it going let's we can popping, we can exchange podcasts Talk about uh, yes, I'll come on there. I'll talk about me. I'll talk about everyone that I've had on and and the same. So, Sal, thank you for coming on the show, brother. Thank you. I appreciate thank you it. For having me. Hopefully, we get to play more shows together. Hell yeah. Everyone watching, thank you again. Like, subscribe, etc. And we'll see you on the next freaking episode.